1: And I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset.
0: We are 1,427 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams. Bruce, you're back again for the week. How are you? Healthy and alive, doing well. That's excellent. That is excellent. Um, shall we, be, where would you like to begin? Do, do you want to talk about, uh, let me see, D- Nikki Haley? Uh, you want to talk about the, the Nevada primary? We got Super Tuesday coming up, don't we?
2: Yeah. Uh, when is Super Tuesday? Let's see. Super Tuesday. That should be coming up pretty quick, actually. Uh, well, it looks like the it's the uh, March 5th. So it'll be a month.
0: OK, so about three weeks, three, four weeks. We've got we got Super Tuesday coming up, which that should um, that, that should shore up. I think I'm assuming that's going to shore up the nomination at that point or it's going to be it's going to be pretty darn close. Uh, I don't think any. Honestly, I don't think there's any way to stop Trump at this point. There, there's no way to do it. No, he's, he's going he's to
2: be the it. he's going to be the nominee. Haley was the the chosen um, establishment candidate. But uh, there was no way she was going to win.
0: The media is trying to get her to tick it up with him. They're they're pushing that, uh, but that's not going to fly. She was actually part of that administration. She was the UN ambassador, if you recall, uh, and she yeah. she blew it. I think so. I don't think she's going to be a part of anything that's going to be going on there. But I don't think she's she, even an option that he's put forward.
2: I think no. I think he was looking at uh, South Dakota governor, and there was someone else. Uh, maybe it may have been. Um, uh, Arizona, I just lost her name, and I said it in prep. Yeah, she's running for senate now. She ran for governor. What is her name? I just, I just had it in prep.
0: Uh, Carrie Lake.
2: Carrie Lake. Thank you. Uh, I think that Carrie Lake and um, uh, no, was the options.
0: Nikki Haley lost to none of the above. So, so the um, the primary was based on what candidate that you could pick. And at the bottom, it was none of the above candidates. And that's what a majority of people that voted in the primary ticked on their ballots. They said none of the above. So she's not exactly even, she's not even the favorite when she's at the top of the ticket, is she?
2: No, honestly, that's what I would have chosen as well, (laughs) to be fair, because I don't want any of the above either. Mine was um, DeSantis or Bust, uh, personally. And at this point, um, Trump, he'll work. As long as he has a revenge streak, as long as he has um, uh, gusto about him and, and goes in and starts tearing things up, uh, then he could be a good candidate. But based on what he did last, um, last time and at the end uh, of his term during COVID, I don't see him doing anything.
0: I don't not only do I not see him doing anything there's still some accountability here that needs to happen because of the covid thing the the operation warp speed and these jabs I'm sorry that alone right there is going to cost support from people like me but his own ego won't allow him to to take credit or excuse me to own up to any of that no
2: he's still saying that the uh, warp speed was a good thing um, and still uh, it parades that as as uh, uh helping more people than it harmed When we have research papers out now showing that um, everything we did during COVID, uh, the lockdowns, the masks, uh, the, the, the jabs, all of that was more damaging than it was beneficial.
0: Right. Anyway, um, I, I don't want to get into like that. I don't want to get into the COVID argument because we can continue down that road for goodness. I think the entire podcast and I'm sick of hearing it because they're going to do it again. I don't know how they're going to do it yet, but they're going to do it again. Customs and Border Patrol. Let's talk about the border. Customs and Border Patrol have already encountered in excess of one million illegal border crossings since October. Four months. Is that is that about right? Four months. So four months. Yeah. yeah four months. We're at $1 million already. That's 100000 more than we had at the same time last year. Now, Eagle Pass, we talked about what happened with Eagle Pass. The Texas National Guard and everybody else that's involved in that operation now that have kicked the feds out of Eagle Pass, where they were having an average of 4,000 apprehensions a day, they have apprehended, on average now, three per week. Not 300, not 3,000, three. Just simply Some by enforcing...
2: Words. Yeah. They're, they're just as you said, they're enforcing the the laws we have place in place and turning them back if if that trend continued, by the way, that one million, if that continues on, that's three million. That's a million more than what that border bill, that um, absolute piece of garbage, the the treacherous um, document that they were trying to put forward, and uh, I mean, literally it was treason, uh, the stuff they were wanting, it would still be a million more. Uh, so the the bill only allowed, really the bill allowed um 1.8 something million or something like that. So close enough to 2 million to say 2 million, 5,000 a day illegals, and then um, a bunch of other, uh, you know, financing, providing jobs to illegals, and then um, granting amnesty to some, and uh, then putting it to uh, one of the circuit courts to, if, if you wanted to fight any of it or... Uh, you know, you have that you had to go to the circuit court. And it's the same one that is doing all the the trial stuff for the January 6th. And uh, one of the one uh, one of the trials against Trump is also there as well. You know, the the one that's the most corrupt. Yeah. So I did uh, see that
0: they're looking at charges in D.C. now for Trump. Oh, so that's the New York thing. Yeah. Yeah. The New York thing wasn't enough. So now they're going to do it in D.C. That's good. Uh, One of them, I think, kind of
2: fell through because uh, apparently the judge and prosecutor had a fling or something. So that one's kind of fallen through. Uh, Yeah, it's just, this is just getting crazy at at this point. The the whole, this is going to be a time in history. It's going to be, I mean, this is the first time we've had a president charged like this for nothing.
0: Facing 96 felony counts, I think is what I read in the the DC courts is what they're going to be looking at.
2: Yeah, and um, by the way, the the exact same thing that Trump's being charged for, um, in that case was the the uh, top secret documents, you know, classified documents. Biden's uh, DOJ has decided that they're not going to try Biden at all for any of his misdoings. You know, keeping the files there by his Corvette or uh, in his office that had uh, at the university that Chinese um, you know, insurgents had access to. Yeah. Uh, none of that. He's not going to get tried for that.
0: No, no, that's that's, that's not going to happen. Well, you see, he, there, there's no, there was no wrongdoing there. Yeah, exactly. He's, you see, you see Bruce, the garage the right was locked. Team. Yeah. The garage was locked. So there, there was nothing, nothing to worry about there.
2: Yeah. And his office was also locked all the time, right? Nobody, nobody had access to no, it. No,
0: no, of course not. The Biden center at, at the university there that, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Tony Blinken was over, you know, our, our current secretary of state, that guy. And it's, it's, well, pretty much just bankrolled by the Chinese communist party. Uh, but you see there, there's nothing to worry about there. No. Yeah. No, no, no problem at all.
2: This is why, uh, I mean, it's the average American anyway. Uh, this should be example as to why this is just a farce. This is all for show. This is, um, just to try to, uh, stop Trump really. Um, uh, at this point, I don't understand why they're going after Trump uh, at this point, uh, other than this is the candidate they want. So they're trying to give as much publicity to Trump as possible, uh, because I think if, if, as an example, if they would have done this uh, towards DeSantis and he got the limelight and most of the attention, then DeSantis would probably be in the upper runnings. And DeSantis is way more of a problem than Trump, in my opinion, because DeSantis has a record. Of actually fighting, like Disney, as an example, or converting a purple state to a blood red state, he's been doing a good job. Uh, if he got into office, the things that he was talking about doing would have been good, uh, and it would have been detrimental to the the deep
0: state. Problem with DeSantis is he's not ready. I, I believe he is he's qualified, but I don't believe he's ready. As in, he's he's not really he's not he's not internationally known yet. You know, he's he's not and I to be honest with you, I don't know how he would fare with the international crowd. I don't think he's compatible with what they're doing. So I, I honestly I don't think they'll he'll get any kind of you know, like it, he won't gain any traction, especially with the Republican Party in the US, not unless we change it. Mm, yeah, he's he, that that's the thing is
2: uh, I think personally I think he would be a good uh, option. Um, but he's not even if he was ready. He wouldn't be selected. The, the The Republicans would fight tooth and nail to keep him from uh, being the, the, the primary um, candidate. It, they just, they can't have him.
0: You see, Bruce, what's going on here is Trump wants the chaos. That's what he wants. That's, that's what's happening in, in the halls of Congress today. Chuck Schumer, Senate Majority Leader, forced to vote this afternoon on Ukraine, Israel, and Taiwan aid package. And there is nothing about U.S. border security, nothing at all. We can secure all those countries' borders and their national defense, but we can't secure our own. Yeah, um, I, I think if I remember right, the just the Ukraine portion of it
2: is more than our um, entire budget for the Marines. Uh, I believe it was something like six, uh, six billion more. If it, it, I'm, I'm trying to remember exactly, I don't remember if it was fifty billion for the Marines, and then they were sending like fifty-six. Uh, to Ukraine. Mm -hmm. It it was Mm -hmm. somewhere in that vicinity. It might have been like 48-ish for the Marines and like 50-something for the um, you know, 54, 55 for the Ukraine. I I don't remember the specific number, but it was something in that vicinity.
0: We actually can't even track. We've we've tried to run it down. We can't track where the actual cash payments are going. The arms packages and military aid and stuff like that, the, a lot of that stuff is supposed to be tracked and tagged, but we're finding that in other countries now. And you've got people that are on the ground that I've been listening to, advisors that we have in there that are saying that all of that stuff is tracked and a lot of it's not even making it. Uh, it gets intercepted one way or the other before it gets over to where, it ne- where it's needed, but the cash. Cash, there's no way to track that. There, there's no way for us to, to actually confirm or, or follow what's going on with these, these supposed cash payments. And to be honest, I don't know why the Congress is actually running things through because the administration's just been doing it by executive order, haven't they? Yeah, they, they, they've so pretty the much point? been doing it. Yeah. yeah. So what's the point? Uh, Other than just, you know, political football. But this could be a reason here. This is Schumer talking to reporters this afternoon
1: saying, clearly, it's all Trump's fault. <clears throat> I'm not going to be long. <laughs> So first, Republicans said they would only do Ukraine and Israel humanitarian aid with border. Then they said they wouldn't do it. They would not do it with border. Well, we're going to give them both options. We're going to take we'll take either one. We just hope they can come to yes on something. The bottom line is very simple. We knew about a week ago when Trump mixed in and said, you know, wanted to be political and said he'd prefer chaos at the border because he thinks it helps him electorally. We knew that we might have to have a second option, so I then called the White House and told my caucus that if unfortunately the big supplemental bill failed, we would do everything but border. And that's what the bill, we're posting it right now so everyone can see it. Uh, That's what the bill we're doing does. It has everything that we had in the original supplemental negotiations, but without border, although we do have the fentanyl issue and that's not a border issue, but that is very, very important. And so uh, we just hope they can come to yes and we will have the second vote if the first vote fails. I still hope that they would rethink the first vote. Donald Trump wants chaos. Donald Trump does not want success at the border. He wants chaos, and if he became president, I doubt he'd ever solve it, as Mitch McConnell said. And so um, we want them to pass the border, Bill. And if they vote against border, America will know who is for fixing the border and who is not. But if it fails, we still believe Ukraine, Israel, humanitarian aid, Uh, to the Middle East and helping Indochina as well as strengthening our military is vitally important for all those Republicans who said, well who first said, well, we want it with border, and now say we want it without border, they got both options. On amendments, because I know you'll ask that, we have always been for a fair and open amendment process. Under my leadership, we've done far more amendments than when McConnell was majority leader, and we will have a fair and open process on amendments. Okay? Yeah. In the same position
2: you were five months ago, trying to pass this bill without border, do you have any assurances that the Speaker would actually bring this bill up in look the, house.
1: the bottom line is the speaker. the majority of republicans in the house said they want to do ukraine they want to do israel and we hope that if we pass it in the senate that the house would then rise to the occasion the house is in chaos it doesn't behoove the speaker well to block everything because 30 hard right wing people just want chaos like donald trump sure? does. hard right wing you hear that yeah i'm gonna
2: take a hard right wing stance and say that um protect your ears uh listeners that piece of shit should be tried for treason my blood is boiling listening to him i am not a happy camper right now Guy Uh, should have retired 40 years ago
0: he should have retired 40 years ago
2: get out he like i said he's treasonous Uh, mcconnell mitch mcconnell same thing these guys are traitors to um, the constitution to the country.
0: McConnell's on eggshells. Did you know that he's, he's being, um, what is it? Uh, you've got conservative GOP senators saying it's time for him to go. They're saying that his, his, um, yeah, he's failed in, in all of his leadership. Well, I mean, the, the man can't even talk half the time when he's up there at the podium now he freezes. Yeah. I I think Cruz is one of the main, Ted Cruz is one of the main ones that's saying,
2: um, you need to get out. I can see Ted
0: Cruz as a minority leader. I could see
2: that. He definitely has the fire to do it. I don't think he would be accepted, though, uh, in the Republican Party because he's too right wing.
0: Senator Ron Johnson, Republican out of Wisconsin, said, quote, we need a different governing model for our conference. This one or this one person making all the decisions, keep er- keeping everything close to the vest. It's obviously failing. It's not working.
2: That's the other thing that I hate about this is listening to senators that the good ones uh, talking about how basically Mitch McConnell, either you play ball with him or you get no funding for your reelection. You get no um, help from the RNC unless you play ball with him. And honestly, those kind of tactics, um, bye-bye. See you later. It was you don't worse deserve that. that position.
0: It was worse than that. Do you remember last election cycle, all of the uh, MAGA people, like all the the up and comings that were on the ticket for running on the Republican thing? They said, if you're for this Donald Trump thing, if you're for the America first, then we don't want you on the ticket. And he cut all their funding.
2: Yep. Uh, so honestly, he, he just he needs to go, um, let alone the fact that he's so decrepit. And th- this <laughs> they don't understand modern day issues because they don't. They don't even know how to use modern technology. So uh, that, call that ageist or whatever you want to call it. Um, he needs to be out of there.
0: House is in chaos. They rejected the vote on impeaching uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas as the DHS secretary. What is not to impeach with this guy? I don't think it's going to do anything because the the horse is already out the barn door on it. The ship has sailed. We've got a, a crumbling border, so there's no point. This is putting lipstick on a pig at this point, as far as I'm concerned.
2: Yeah, it, it wouldn't change anything. If they would have done this uh, years and years ago, and put their foot down and said no we're we're not going to deal with uh so many illegals coming across the border um then yeah it would have worked and it would have helped us out in the long run however um they're already letting in 4000 a day um just illegal pass of course you know the numbers have been reduced because of the national guard but uh y- 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 you get what i'm saying he, it, the damage is done we already have what how many millions of illegals here in this country now I mean, they've been saying it, it, you know, it's one to two million a year for 20 plus years now. So are, are, are we pushing 40 million here, 50 million that are here illegally um, that we know of? I mean, that's God, that's a huge portion of people. And then the Democrats want to uh, provide amnesty to all of them that are here, creating a new voter, uh, a, a new voter block uh, that basically they would have control of because, you know, they they give all the handouts and everything to them. So. Yeah.
0: Well, why not, Bruce? They're they're living there. You know, it's it's like Obama said, oh, no, it's it, we're not going to have illegal people voting. If you live in the U.S., you're you're a citizen. You can vote. That's that's
2: exactly what's at, uh, what was it, New York, uh, Colorado. Uh, and I think one of the West Coast states, like, California, there's probably more, Oregon. yeah, probably, yeah, probably one of those. I don't remember exactly, but they're allowing illegals to vote. I know California is allowing illegals to vote in local elections, but the other states mentioned are looking at
0: uh, allowing federal uh, election votes. California does the motor voter thing. If you recall what that is, it's they've doubled voter registration with getting your driver's license at the DMV. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. Um, let's just have everybody vote. Yeah,
2: this is an argument that I've heard people uh, do. I think it's Australia, and there's other countries that do this as well, but you're basically required to vote. That is one of the dumbest most... I, I Do you want someone ju- that's still in high school or just out of high school that barely knows uh, their ass from their elbow, you're going to want them to vote on on uh, ge- geopolitical issues that they don't have any clue of? I just And then not to mention the people that just don't Pay any attention to politics, and uh, I'm I, it's such a. I'm I'm almost um I'm almost on board with saying if you're not of presidential age, you know to, to be elected president, you can't vote. I'm I'm kind of almost to that point at,
0: uh, right now. I would go with that thirty five, yeah. And quite frankly, I think you have to be a taxpayer if you're going to do that. You have to have taxable mm-hmm. income if you want to vote. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm good with that too. Uh, it used to be you had to have property. I'm actually okay. That, with meant, that too. You know, yeah, I'm you got to right have skin too. in the game. You know that it is bad when you've got Al Sharpton, the Rev. Excuse me, the Reverend Al Sharpton, who is on Morning Joe saying you're seeing an influx of migrants all over the country. Well, gee whiz, Al, where you been? He's actually calling it an invasion of migrants. That's an actual quote. I'm going to quote here. He says. On Morning Joe, he says, what is being done to get the public to really rise up in various states to say to their senators that they want to see the borders, the border issue resolved? You're getting migrants beating up policemen in the streets of New York, which you and I looked at that video the other day, uh, and they were released within hours without bail. They, they beat yep. up two police officers in Times Square. Sharpton four goes on to sixth. say, yeah, for <laughs> Sharpton goes on to say, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants.
2: Um... I kind of feel like the only reason he's standing up and saying those things is because blue states are starting to hurt now. You you have blue cities that are starting to hurt.
0: It could be, but at the same time, they're also pushing the... um... You know, I, uh, hmm. they've the never yeah. yeah, yeah. they're pushing the bill uh, because he, he goes around and he's, he turns back around in the same conversation. And he says, uh, at the end of the day, the senators have to deal with their voters. And at the same time, in the bill, you give money to Gaza, to civilians in Gaza and to Israel. But the border says, I mean, we're looking every day at the invasion of migrants and they're playing they're playing a time game with politics
2: yeah that's that's so uh, generalized that anybody could jump on board with it. It's kind of like what we talked about the, the fascist neo-nazis would do, talking about um uh, patriotism and all those things and 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 playing footsie with ideas that you do agree with and that they are good, uh, but then they slip in something else like um you know, granting amnesty to uh, 2 million, uh illegals a, a year or something like that
0: yeah um, I don't think so doesn't really work New York right we saw the uh, we saw the video of the uh, four to six migrants beating up police officers it was six yeah and was, yeah, four six. of them were released yeah it, within a couple of hours do you remember the uh, the RoboCop thing that they were going to do you know the little robot that was zipping around yeah you know, all that stuff yeah, yeah. So, uh, they spent not... tw- yeah go on uh, go ahead
2: you were going to read it sorry
0: yeah. No, I was just going to say they, they spent $12,250 on one of these things.
2: That's what I was going to ask, wasn't it? Like, I, I was going to say 15, but yeah.
0: Yeah. Five feet tall, 400 pounds of a security robot is what it was. K5 was the name of it. Not K9, K5. Well, the problem is um, you see the program is over. Um, it it broke down. It's out of commission. I'm, I'm actually surprised some meth headers uh, didn't
2: like knock it over and then well all the copper they wire. they were doing that
0: too yeah they, they were they were doing that too they were beating it up uh in the uh in the in the middle of the night there uh the city paid twelve thousand two hundred fifty dollars for the contract and the robots shifts were midnight to six a.m shifts that worked out to around nine dollars an hour which is below minimum wage in new york so it just wasn't paying for itself and then of course you had the vandalism and everything else that was going on yeah that's uh I, I, that was a dumb idea
2: we knew it from the get go that was a dumb idea to to do that um it, you, it's going to be a while before we have robots that are going to uh, have the capacity to to police um i hope it never happens to be honest i hope we never have robots that are capable of policing but it'll it'll happen eventually um just because uh, my opinion of law enforcement uh what it'll end up being if there's uh machines doing it um are supposed to be like a community there it's supposed to be more interactive with the community and everything um keeping the peace if you will um and then if we have machines doing it there is none of that there is not you know back in the day i you you hear stories about like your parents or something My uh my dad was a kind of a hot rodder back in the day right muscle cars and all of that um small town you know so there wasn't much else to do yeah yeah and he, he would talk about stories of like they were. Uh, racing down main street or something like that. And one of the, one of the police officers pulls them over, of course, small town, they, they know who it is. They know who the parents are and all of that. They don't, it, it wasn't like immediately, well, here's a ticket. you were speeding or you ran a red light or whatever the case was, it was, uh, they gave them a talking to, if you will, and interacted with them and, and basically, uh, gave them a chance that doesn't happen anymore today. You mean actual police rare.
0: work? Is is that what you're actual talking police about? Police work, not yeah. not being a revenue generator, being an actual yeah. police officer.
2: Yep, exactly. And that's what I wish we had more of in in today's world. And instead, we're we're pushing closer and closer to, uh, well, revenue generator, as you said, and uh, that that's what it is today. But then also going into machines and those kind of things, it's just that's going to open the door for social credit. Um, because then who decides what laws are enforced? They're, they have so many laws on the books right now that they could arrest you for anything. It, <laughs> literally. I mean, you're already a criminal right now, even though you're you think you're following all the laws, you drive the speed limit, you're following all the traffic law, you still have broken a law somewhere on the books.
0: I actually saw one today that there is a it's just an isolated case but I'm sure that we could, you know, see this being something in the in the coming days. Having your phone turned off shows that you are emitting signs of criminal intent. There you go. I mean, they could create some kind of
2: and that's the other okay. Let's say they have something like that and they teach law enforcement that. Is that going to be precedent for them to uh, well, for lack of a better word, bully you, push you around, try to get information out of you or whatever you know you, you know how law enforcement can be they can be a little a little pushy um little little arrogant think you know thinking they're uh, above the law um we've all heard the stories or had interactions with those kind of law enforcement uh, is it is it going to embolden them? With this,
0: uh, the answer is yes. It will embolden them. Of course, it will. Why not Disney? You want to talk about Disney? The uh, the Star Wars character. I know that you uh, you brought that up before. She's um, she's suing Disney and Lucasfilm, and Elon Musk is actually taking up part of this cause. Uh, he's going to be backing some of the uh, the legal fees. And as and as a matter of fact, I've been watching his uh, his Twitter post in the last twenty four hours. He's actually being given. Let me see if I can pull it. I should have had it ready. Uh, he just tweeted Disney sucks, by the way. <laughs> he was actually he actually tweeted yesterday A Disney Insider sent him this. OK, this is inclusion standards. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. You, oh, yeah. These are wonderful. Goodness. I, I don't want to go through all of these, uh, but standard A, standard B, standard C and standard D. Um, so basically this just, this outlines that, uh, standard a characters, 50% or more of regular recurring written characters come from underrepresented groups. We all know what that means. Frontline and vulnerable communities, uh, actors, 50% or more have to be the same thing. Secondary characters, meaningful inclusion of underrepresented groups (laughs) have to be put in, uh, series premieres, uh, meaningful integration of underrepresented, uh, episodic storytelling, same thing. Standard B, which would be creative leadership, 50% or more. Of producers and above, writing staff and fifty percent or more of co-producers and below on writing staff come from underrepresented groups. Who writes this crap? And Who comes up with this? They don't even make this? up.
2: They don't even make up fifty percent of the population. Uh, those groups, if you if you lump them
0: all together, it's like twenty percent of the population maybe. 20, or 50% or more of episodic directors have to come from that, casting directors, meaningful representation of underrepresented groups, uh, which they don't even give a, a percentage on that, in senior creative leadership, promotion of a member of underrepresented group into a role that constitutes career progression for at least one member of staff. Yeah, this is this is ridiculous. This, this goes on to, uh, which by the way, Musk said, if you have been discriminated against with any one of these and you work for Disney, ESPN or any of these other Lucasfilms or anything, then reply to the tweets and he will actually help pay for your legal funds and give you, you know, direct you to like legal counsel and stuff, uh, which is which is amazing. But I did see the other day there was something out of was the American Psychiatric Administration or so whatever it's called, something like that. Yeah, here we go. A uh, recent study from the American Psychological Association, which most of those people need their head examined, said that claims of hiring the most qualified candidate could be unfair. That That's kind of what
2: a meritocracy is. Like, if you have the ability to do the job and you're the best candidate for the job, it doesn't matter what skin tone you have or your sexual preference.
0: They say that fairness theory suggests that as long as people consider selection process such as hiring and promotion to be <laughs> to be media- or mario- merit- uh, meritocratic and fair they may continue to accept ever-increasing levels of income inequality. Yet, in reality, inequality and merit-based decisions are deeply intertwined. <laughs> they say socioeconomic... These people are insane. Socioeconomic advantages and disadvantages early in life can have a profound influence on educational achievement, test scores, work experience, and other qualifications that form the basis of a Mariot- uh, of a meritocratic selection process. Yet, the um. near-universal support of meritocracy suggests that most people may not give much weight to unequal advantages and disadvantages. Um,
2: so there is truth to what they said there. Um, uh, economic status does affect your, the availability of education. As an example, go to a low income area and go to their schools and then go to a high income area and go to those schools. Uh, you'll see there is a a big difference in education quality, but there's also a big difference in how the students act and how good the teachers are. Uh, so it's not it's not a money problem. It's not a there, there's a there's a, a really a discipline problem. There's a, a an issue with attitudes, those kind of things, uh, drives, ambitions, those kind of things. You can come from a, a poor home and. um, get a good education and then end up becoming a a CEO of some uh, company or creating your own company. So the the argument that there's a a disparity disparity between all that, it it doesn't make any sense.
0: Of course, it makes no sense because you see, Bruce, you're discriminating if you go against all that. What's wrong with you? You want to be fair, don't you? You want to be equal? Of course you do. You don't want to promote inequality. You don't want to promote, well, excuse me, inequity, right? You, you don't inequity want to do that. Either, yeah. inequity Yeah. Inequity. Yeah. Well, how would you feel about this? Have you heard about these airlines, you know, people buying two seats because they're um, a little large? Overweight. Yeah. But well, yeah, I wasn't going to say that. But yeah, uh, they've been buying two seats. Well, there is an airline that says that they are going to start weighing passengers mm-hmm. in addition to the baggage and they're going to calculate your, quote, flight balance. So if they're going to, if your ticket, is dependent the price of your
2: ticket is dependent upon the weight of yourself and your luggage. As someone that is health conscious, I'm okay with that because that means my ticket's going to be cheaper.
0: <laughs> my ticket's going to be cheaper, yeah. But you see, they say here that weighing is voluntary and anonymous. This is from Finnair. This is a Finnish airline, and the data will be used to optimize Finnair's current aircraft balance calculations. So if, if they're doing of, it, there's, it, there's it. not a lot of fat people in
2: Finland, though. That's true. But if you if you're doing it as a like it's not going to affect the price of the airline like or your ticket and they're just they're they're wanting to weigh people to better balance the aircraft for efficiency for uh you know better flight okay that, that, that's one thing uh, but if they're if they're planning to uh charge a flat rate for a ticket and then increase the price based on your weight i'm torn um because fuel is expensive and the heavier you are, the more fuel it takes to transport you. You know, more work is required. So I'm kind of I'm like, if you're going to require two seats, maybe you should have to pay for two seats. Um,
0: Finnair said that weighing passengers will help ensure that the airline does not exceed the set maximum weight that a plane can bear before it takes off. So what do you do now? H- how do you determine that now? Is it just the luggage? Or do you weigh the people? I don't know how an airline determines that already. That's
2: a that's a good question. I
0: don't actually know how they, unless
2: they're just saying like if you can fit in the seat, then you're within this weight range, and then they're
0: weighing luggage. And
2: they, honestly, I don't know how they're doing that.
0: I don't know. They go on to say that uh, 300 people that weigh more than the more than average can put an airplane significantly overweight in all of the performance calculations, such as runway length, climbing. Obstacle clearance, landing distances, altitude capabilities are all dependent on weight, among other things. Yeah. So I mean that that's true. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What what are they considered? uh, What are they considering the average human beings' weight though? That that's also another important question.
0: Well, they say that. uh, Let me see. Most European airlines use the mean passenger weight as calculated by the European Union. Aviation Safety Administ- Agency, which has found that men have a weight on average of 181 pounds, while women clock in at 148 pounds. So that there's your average. Wow, those are good numbers for Europe. Jeez. Well, yeah, uh, but like America, I said, they don't that have it be like yeah, they, have, they have they have different food choices over here. It's it's not the same. You don't have I mean you, you do start to see some of the like the processed foods and stuff, but you know, soft drinks and things like that, but it's few and far between by comparison. Whereas here in the States, everything's uh greasy fried or loaded with sugar. Yeah. Well, it's not even really sugar, it's corn syrup or yeah, corn syrup. Uh,
2: or uh, the, there is, yeah. I mean, but if you look at the ingredients on a lot of the like processed foods and whatnot, it's either Uh, Corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, or sugar,
0: or all the above. Right. Is there is there another topic that you would like to cover today? Because I'm everything's about the election and and border stuff, and that's that's really about it. That's that's all I see. There's there's Middle East stuff, but I really don't want to get into that stuff today because God only knows what's going to happen over there with that. We can talk about Israel. I know you you said there was some stuff going on there with like the hostages and stuff, but quite frankly, I think that's being like they're they're using that. I think uh, it's it's almost like it's look, fellas, we've dealt with hostages before. Go in there and get them out. It's that simple. That's that's all I'm, I'm wondering. I'm
2: I'm, the other thing is, though, with Israel is
0: I'm wondering how much. What is our
2: government currently? How are they blackmailing them? Because I feel like our government is probably doing something like, "Hey, you know those iron domes that you got? Uh, if you guys want to continue using them, then you're going to uh, back down, do you know a ceasefire treaty or something?" I mean, it, it feels like there's something else going on there. It's possible that Israel is trying to milk it for as much as they can, uh, but. I I don't feel like that's something that Israel would. That feels like something our government would do, not necessarily Israel. Israel tends to have an air about caring about their people more than um, America does care about theirs. So I I honestly, I don't know what's going on there. I I do have something that I was kind of skimming through this just for funsies. You know how we were talking about there's crazy laws on the books that are, um, you, you know, you're probably breaking a law and you don't. You don't uh-huh. know it. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you an, an, a, a, a couple examples that were, uh, I found that were fun. Uh, prohibited to open an umbrella on a street. That's a, that's a law in Alabama. Prohibited um, to
0: open an umbrella on a street. On a street. Yep.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, so
0: are you supposed to walk into a building, open it, and then walk out onto the street?
2: Uh, that's, I, I don't know. I do know this one for a fact because uh, I lived there for a while and this was illegal. Um, illegal to collect rainwater in Colorado. That was actually something you would get in trouble for. Yeah. And then here you go. A pickle is not a pickle unless it bounces. That's in Connecticut. A a pickle is not a what? Yeah. These are these are laws on the books. The value of pi is four, not 3.14. That's Indiana. Okay. Anyway.
0: So if I uh, say that the value of pi, which is mathematically provable, that it's 3.14, if I say that it's not four, I can go to jail for that.
2: You can get in trouble for that. Yeah. Yeah. It is illegal to sing off key. In North Carolina. Okay.
0: All right. Well, crazy enough laws, I suppose. And well, and coming soon, if you have your phone turned off, you're going to jail.
2: That honestly, that'll be a thing of the future. I, I honestly think. Or your government issued listening device, whether it's a phone or something else. Yeah.
0: Well, you know, it's it's interesting. It's it's just like in uh say, like for example, North Korea, okay. So the privileged people in North Korea, the ones that are party members, Politburo members, have family or whatever in the you know the military or whatever, they live in Pyongyang, right? So they, they live in the right. in, in the city. That's that's considered to be the the privileged whatever. You know, they still have blackouts and brownouts, but hey, you know, they they live better than most of the other people that are outside the, the cities. They have speakers, as in like the you know like the wall mounted things in all of their mm-hmm. homes, and you cannot turn off the government propaganda. It is on 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. You can turn the volume down, but you cannot turn it off. This would be the same thing if you if you apply the phone. You can turn the ringer off or whatever. You can mute your notifications, but you can't turn it off. I think that's coming anyway regardless because we already cannot remove the batteries. Yeah. And the the other
2: thing is is technically you can't disable like GPS tracking on your phone unless you remove the battery uh even if the phone's off well um <laughs> you can take that you can pull the gps chip true you could do that as well but unless you know what you're doing it you
0: could end up just yeah. ruining the, or, the hardware. or you could just strip the software off of it and reprogram it yourself then you're okay. that's that's also another option but uh
2: the average american doesn't know that you no, know the, the average person and yeah. not only that the average person isn't really willing to take the time to do that um it, it, it's an inconvenient thing to have to do uh, even though it only takes you like 5-10 minutes to do. Other than those things, I I don't really have anything else that was standing out uh, as
0: newsworthy. Okay, well, we will go ahead and call this one done. For those of you who are interested in supporting us, we would greatly appreciate your support if you would like to consider becoming one of our paid subscribers and or contributing a small donation to us if you like the content you're hearing. The link will be in the program description down below. Thank you very much. That'll do it for us for today. Thank you for being here today, my friend. Thank you to all the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.